0: Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Valerie Riddle, a USF Morsani College of Medicine 1989 alum and your host for the Morsani College of Medicine Alumni Society podcast, Beyond the Bulletin. We're excited to bring you a series on life in the time of COVID, stories from our students and alumni about how they navigated the year that was a challenge for all of us. We are talking today to a first year resident, Sarah Goodman, who comes to us from Florida Atlantic University, and we're going to talk a little bit to her about her experience with life in the time of COVID. So Sarah, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about how your fourth year of medical school down in South Florida ended, and then we'll talk a little bit about your transition up to Tampa.
1: Sure, so, uh, you know, definitely not how I had anticipated it to be ending, Um, but towards the end of my year, we started having um, the program kind of cutting back on what students were able to do. I was actually on my neurology rotation and remembered employees of that clinic coming in and saying that their kids were not going to be in school anymore. Um, but thankfully I actually was able to do all of my rotations. Uh, The thing that was actually canceled was our orientation for transitioning to residency. All of that ended up then being online or just canceled, which then also meant that all of our social uh, events for our match week were ultimately canceled. And I was on the uh, student council. I was vice president of my class in Ed scheduled all of these wonderful events, but we had to have tons of meetings with the deans and ultimately had to decide that none of it could really happen.
0: And I assume much like the students here experienced, your commencement was probably virtual or some, something that wasn't in
1: person, is that, is that the case? Yeah, that's right. So we ended up thankfully doing something virtual. There was talk of us not having any kind of a commencement but we did do it virtual. They did uh, send us our diplomas in advance. And then we um, had some pre recorded videos of people's speeches. Um, and then the deans ended up just saying our names one by one. So I got to have my graduation in the patio of my parents' house with my family all around.
0: Well, I guess, you know, it's not ideal, but. That's probably better than being alone in your apartment having commencement virtually, I guess.
1: Yeah, we had talked that it was probably actually some benefits that you didn't have to sit in uncomfortable clothes in a in a stadium somewhere, just waiting for that one name to pop up for that family and friends that might be coming.
0: Yes, in the sweltering heat of Florida in, in mm-hmm. that May time frame. <laughs> yeah. So when you said the orientation was canceled, I'm assuming you mean after match the the program where you match sort of arranges some things to so the interns get to start meeting one another. Is that what you were talking about?
1: So that also ended up happening. Um, but I was actually talking. Uh, FAU has during the week before and the week of week of Match Week, we actually have. Um, different lectures and training on, for instance, what to do when you're a house officer um, or how do you, uh, tips and tricks for, you know, being an intern and working with other interns or getting around a hospital and kind of just ways to be able to prepare you to start intern year. And then USF obviously has a lot of opportunities, for orientation um, and also social events that it sounds like you know previous years had. They did a good job at doing Zoom meetings where we could ask questions and meet with uh, other residents in the program. And a lot of just our virtual orientation stuff, um, as I said, it happened virtually. There was very few in-person things in preparation for starting intern year.
0: So what was it like to try to move in the midst of a
1: pandemic and find a place to live? <laughs> Interesting. Um, I was actually debating on whether or not I was going to be buying versus renting. And my father volunteered to drive out here um, to visit some places because I was on lockdown with my uh, mother who is immunocompromised. So um, we were I just was spending time with her. Um, So my father went out and looked at places, but ultimately I just had uh, a manager from one of the condo complexes just FaceTime me and show me a room. And that's how I figured out where I was going to live.
0: Wow. And how did that turn out for you? Are you happy with where you
1: are? Yeah, it's a great location. I'm about two minutes away from TGH. So it's very easy to be getting up and going in the morning um, from there, but you know, it's great. It has, it's right near Bayshore and, um, it has this wonderful gym that actually has a dance yoga area. And I, I do ballet and modern. So I love that. And, um, there's a lot of, I'd say people around my age there. Um, so I, I really do like where I ended up, uh, but, um, I got lucky.
0: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think I have ever in my life Moved into a place that I hadn't seen in person before I signed, you know, on the dotted line. So that had to have been a little bit stressful. So now that, you know, you've sort of made that move to Tampa, tell me a little bit about how the transition's gone into your intern year. And if I remember correctly, you're doing internal medicine. Is
1: that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, You know, I'd say the transition has been pretty smooth you know obviously I don't know it to be any other way than how I am experiencing it Um, the program has done a really great job at trying to really make the interns feel included and feel like we haven't missed out on things and to really help us with the transition probably maybe even more so than previous years because they knew that we were at a disadvantage this year Um, but you know I think it's you just kind of go into the year and you just start working and start trying to make the most of it and live your life. Um, And, you know, time flies, you know, I can't believe it's already, I'm already more than halfway through this year. And uh, even though it has been in a pandemic, I've still been able to meet people and uh, got to learn a lot in the hospital. And uh, it has been a really great time so far. So,
0: I'm thinking back to my internal medicine training and, you know, we obviously didn't have COVID. Have you, have your rotations and your schedule been more or less what you expected they would be, or did there, was there any attempt to try to, I'll say segregate so that you had certain times that you were really around COVID patients and then other times that you, you weren't so that you weren't kind of mixing and matching and they were, doing their best to kind of keep people cohorted, I guess is the word I'm, I'm looking for. I'm just curious to know mm-hmm. how, what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I think by the time that I had started residency, you know, that was already in July, um, we were already getting a little bit more, I can't say used to it, but th- there was a somewhat of a routine in place by that point. So they were letting residents start to treat COVID patients Um, but I have been pulled actually from rotations in order to go on to the COVID unit. Um, At TGH, we actually specifically just treat COVID if you're on that rotation. Um, But at the VA, that's where I did my ICU rotation and I was treating both COVID and non-COVID patients then. So um, I've had about eight weeks of treating COVID patients so far this year, whereas I know some other interns I don't think have actually had any opportunity to to treat COVID patients yet. Um, so I've actually had a lot so far, but it's definitely, you know, I wasn't able to have my palliative care rotation because I got pulled to COVID. Um, and I've been taken a little bit out of my medicine rotations for it as well. But it's also some great learning that I've had with doing the COVID wards in ICU.
0: Yeah, I, I can, I imagine it has been. And, you know, have you, have you seen the evolution of how the patients are managed? And is, you know, just from the perspective of having antiviral and, you know, maybe even monoclonal antibody that you didn't didn't necessarily have in the early days of the pandemic, but have sort of come to, to bear since we started. And has that has that changed? Has that experience changed?
1: I'd say it has. You know, my first the first time I was uh, to it was actually in September Um, so at that point we still didn't have these monoclonal antibodies in place you know we didn't we didn't have a lot and didn't really know a lot but definitely knew more than in July or before that point Um, but my next time that I was treating COVID patients was in November and I had already seen a transition um, but it's interesting to see how different hospitals are treating COVID. Um, but when I finally got back to TGH and treating COVID just, I think, two months ago, you know, we now have these monoclonal antibodies and the resources that we were able to um, give to our patients. And we were actually participating in even more trials that we could have our patients um, enlist in that. I could see at different points that I had been treating these patients, what we had available and kind of the treatments that we were um, advocating more so, you know, initially we were I had multiple more patients doing convalescent plasma and I had none um, in the end just because we were moving away from it. Uh, so I have, because I haven't done it constantly, I've been able to see kind of these snapshots in time for how we have been treating COVID.
0: Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, I obviously, I don't really do frontline patient care any longer. I did train in infectious diseases. And so there, there are days when I'm like, man, you know, that's kind of what you train for to, to be on the front line of something so cutting edge. So, you know, I, 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 in some ways envy that for you. And in other ways, I think, man, I, I, I can imagine it must've been an incredibly stressful environment, particularly with people that are so sick and so many people that didn't make it so just it's just interesting did you guys have any any issues with PPE early on or or was
1: it pretty readily available um I'd say that it was more readily available than I had anticipated prior to starting intern year you know you were hearing the stories of New York and you're having one N95 for the entire week and Um, for me, you know, I'm able to get a regular surgical mask whenever I need that. Uh, At the beginning, if we needed N95s, you had to actually go to a different part of the hospital and ask for some of them and you would get a bag and you would, we would just use one a day and just be cleaning a face shield on the outside, but you couldn't, you had to have the same N95. That's still primarily the case, but now they have them outside of the patient's room. So we now have access to them more easily. We do need to be exchanging it for whatever reason. So I have seen over time, the hospitals having more PPE. So I haven't been so concerned that I'm not going to have access to it. Uh, But I'm always very judicious about how I'm using my PPE.
0: Yeah, that certainly makes sense. I spoke to a couple of our alumni who who were in uh, the Bronx at Jacoby. And the story, you know, what you were hearing about New York and their, in the early days with the PPE was exactly their experience, you know, they, and they said to this day, even though they, they don't have those supply issues, they still kind of, I'll use the word hoard, that's probably a little bit of a, a little bit of a stretch, but they still sort of are very, you know, very much hold on to to their PPE because it was just so scary at early on for them. So it it sounds like the experience here was not that dramatic, but still, Mm-mm. you know, still cautious with with the use of it. So, and you know, I'm I'll go out on a limb and ask you a question because I, you know, you said that your mom is immunocompromised and. I wonder what it was like for you. Just, was it scary? Was it anxiety provoking? How did you sort of deal with what I personally would perceive as a, as a pretty scary, pretty stressful adjustment that you had to make? I'm just curious how you managed through that.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I'd say I'm still managing through it. You know, so uh, it was actually my match day which was almost a year ago to the day that uh, my father decided to move out and actually move into where I was living for medical school. And I moved in because he's a um, med peds rheumatologist. And so with him still seeing patients and being around my mother, we didn't think that it was safe. So at that time I moved home with my mother and my father moved into my place and my mother has actually not left the house since then. So it's been over a year. Um, my father just moved in, um, about four days ago or so. Uh, so, you know, I'd say for my family, we've been really trying to protect my mother, but that has been, especially at the sacrifice of my father, thankfully we're in South Florida. It's beautiful. Uh, my father comes home every night and, you know, when I was still with my mom, he would come home and we would just eat outside on the patio, just separated. Um, so they've been able to, I'd say, cope with it, but it's it's been definitely a, a process for us. Uh, it hasn't always been easy. I try to support my parents as much as I can, even though I'm not close physically to them right now. But um, thankfully my entire family has been able to be vaccinated. My mother does not have antibodies though. So we, we are being very cautious still, but. At some point, you know, we need to be able to live our lives, and we always have to take on a certain amount of risk. And it's just about deeming what percentage of risk is worth it. And I respect my parents for what they decide, and uh, but it's it's it was definitely and has been a challenge.
0: Well, I I can't even imagine not having left the house in over a year. That's that's amazing. But I, I thankfully enjoy. she
1: has the dog and cat to keep her company. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's, that's, that is an aspect of stories that are very personal. So thank you for sharing that and, and not necessarily what we all have experienced. So, wow, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless, just thinking about the how that may have played out. So I wonder over time, you know, as more and more people become vaccinated or have natural infection and we get to a place, I, I don't know, I'm not sure that this is right, but it feels like this may end up somewhat like the flu where, you know, we're not going to have lifelong immunity. We're going to need vaccination at some, you know, some cadence over time, you know, will, will you guys be able to relax a little bit with your mom or is that, do you, do you sort of feel like the post traumatic stress of this whole thing may may keep you from being able to get back to to really what you would think of as normal.
1: I hope we'll be able to relax over time. I actually just went home and had my step 3 exam and I was fortunate I got vaccinated the second day that it was available to the country so I've been vaccinated for a while and um my and I'm very careful about what I do and I had been home for about a week prior and my mother just walks into my room and she's like, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. Come give your mother a hug. So I actually got to hug my mom uh, about a month ago or so. And so I think she's transitioning to trying to have a bit more of a normal life within the confines of what she's comfortable with, but it still felt uncomfortable for me to even, hug my mother or or be in the same room with her and without wearing a mask all, all I wanted to do was just have a mask on yeah <laughs> uh, which is a very strange thing to think about but I I'm optimistic that I think we're going to be able to have some level of normalcy even if it's going to be a new norm mm-hmm. um, but I think we're going to be able to relax more at some point, uh, not just with my family, but I think overall it's a community country and, um, and in the wor- in the world.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I, I already feel less anxious than I did even six months ago, you know, with more and more people becoming vaccinated. I'm, I'm almost done. I have one more to go. So I don't know but we are coming up on time it's always amazing to me how quickly this time goes by when i'm talking to someone who's got such interesting things to share but i wondered a couple things one any silver linings that you've identified and you know kind of anything you haven't shared that you think is important to share about your experience
1: well, i'd say one silver lining i know i've talked about my mother a lot but Uh, I got to spend about four months one-on-one all day every day with my mother that uh, I would have never had that opportunity uh, if it wasn't for something like this and that's going to be time that I will forever cherish Uh, and that's something that I definitely remind myself of and I think that this has made me Probably even a, a stronger intern or resident physician that we have been able to kind of go with the flow, um, adapt to situations. Just for me, I love being in control. And so the fact that there's been so little control that we've had in this situation has really let me kind of grow as an individual. Um, and even though this has been really hard, I think supporting one another through this time, we've we've all gone through this experience and uh, we can all relate in that way. And I think that that's something that sometimes we, we take for granted, but I think it's nice to know that we are all there to be able to support one another and um, it's hard, but we're going to get through it. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I think that's such a nice thought about your mom because it is so true that we take those relationships for granted. So I think that's a really special silver lining that you have that will will be with you forever. You know, it's Mm kind of nice. Well, Sarah, thank you for taking time to chat with me today and welcome to USF and welcome to what will ultimately be the USF alumni family Uh, when you're finished. Do you have plans to think about a specialty or you, Are you thinking internal medicine is where you'll stay or is it too soon to know?
1: (laughs) Um, I am really interested in rheumatology. So that is the plan. It has been basically since I could remember. Uh, I do love most of medicine, but there's a special kind of love for rheumatology. So that's what I foresee in my future. But I wanted to thank you uh, as well to be able to give me this opportunity to to bring my story uh, to everybody who's able to listen. And um, it's been a great opportunity, so thank you.
0: You are most welcome. Thank you so much. And I hope you go and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Same with you. Thanks. If you have ideas for future podcasts, or if you would like to be a guest, please let me know at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, 25, at USF.edu. Thank you so much for listening.